Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Hey, man. It's good to be back. You see your smiling face over there. It's just wonderful. How was your Everything weekend? is fantastic. Just fantastic. Did you, were you listening to some of the Southern Democrats over the weekend? I was. I'm listening to the Votorama. Uh-huh. It was really an exciting weekend. Really, it was. <laughs> well, and Lindsey Graham making a name for himself. He's really, he was on a couple of the Sunday shows. And, of course, he's, uh, you know, voting no on a lot of these things that are going through Washington at the moment. And certainly didn't vote for the in- inflation does almost nothing package. Well, now, wait a second. Upon. Before we go into that, well, our friend wait. JB says, before the weekly Democrat bashing begins, let's take a moment to reflect on last week. So... You can open okay. the show, and then we'll reflect on last week okay. to make E.B. happy. <laughs> okay, we will. <laughs> we'll let him set the set the tone. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of politicking over the weekend in Washington, so there was a lot of commenting afterwards. So, uh, what, $74 billion package? Well, it was a pretty biggie. Yeah, yeah, I think is the total for the my inflation favorite, reduction. My favorite of the, of the day was when uh, our good friend Senator, uh, not Schumer, um, no, Bernie Sanders stood up oh. and made an amendment <laughs> to get rid of all fossil fuels in effect, and it passed. He was the only person who voted for it. <laughs> no, it did not pass then. No, it okay. did not pass. The vote yeah, that was, was one to 99. I, I guess I remember that they do this from time to time, but anybody can make any amendment, and then they get to talk about it and argue it, and then they vote it down. So, um, But uh, they voted along party lines in the... Senate. Uh, Some of them are a little hard to understand. I'm not Kamala certain. Harris split the tie. I'm not certain why I understand why the Republicans voted against keeping the cap on the insulin costs. I'm not certain I understand that. I'd like to get somebody to explain that one to me. Well, and this is sort of like the health care plan that, you know, passed only 12 short years ago. They oh. just can't fathom all the material that's well, in there. Well, they voted to keep all the subsidies on for the Obamacare. Okay. And really, there's nothing to replace it. I mean, the Republicans have haven't offered anything to replace Obamacare. Right. Uh, yeah, President market, Trump kept saying that he would, but he never got around to it. I think he probably thought he would in his second term. Well, or maybe that was a plan. I, I don't know. He never released anything. Right. Never came up with anything. You know, so I'm sorry. You can't defeat something with nothing. You have to have something of your own that's better than what the other party put out there. Well, now, I, of course, I serve as a bad liberal on this show, but it, it seems as though that's a common criticism that Republicans do not, aren't fighting for their plan, 
They're just saying no to the Democrats' plan. Is that is that a true observation? Well, it's, it's, certainly for that one. It's certainly, I think you can make that case. I think the Republicans have, uh, in effect, said what the Democrats are proposing isn't very good. But you know, I haven't seen them come out and say, "Okay, here is our inflation reduction plan, okay. and let's uh, let's vote on that." They could at least introduce one if they had one. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We're going to open up the phones in a minute. I got to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since nineteen fifty. 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. They are looking for some professionals to assist them. So I'll go ahead and tell you about those right now. SMC stands for Sunbury Motor Company and some more workers needed. That comes uh, because there are hundreds of behind-the-scenes employees at the company that's 107 years old. They are looking for entry-level and experienced technicians to work in their quick lane. Uh, you could just be a person who understands cars in a general fashion, sort of like uh, the way that Joe and I do, to be one of the counter people. At the quick lane, you just have to be ultra-friendly and customer-centered. They also need people in the car and light truck service area, the heavy truck service area, body frame, body shop, a frame and alignment shop, and towing departments. Whether you're an experienced technician or entry-level, looking for your very first job in these areas, or you're just looking for a career change with a good salary and wonderful benefits, you can stop by in person Sunbury Motors or check out sunburymotors.com or call Todd at 570-286-7749. They're looking for all kinds of folks down there at the Sunbury Motor Company because they're selling Ford, Hyundai, and Kia, trying to move these vehicles, and they need some assistance to super serve their customers the way they've been doing for 100 years. Now we'll open up the phones, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Stan is on the line, so we'll go right to the phones and uh, find out what the angry man's got to say today. What's cooking, sir? Good morning. <laughs> angry? No, I'm not angry. Disappointed because of the stupidity of people, but what? hey, I'm not angry. Uh, <laughs> so now the inflation rate's going to take a nosedive, we're all going to be better off. The skies are going to be cleaner because they're going to destroy the fossil fuel industry even more. And we're not going to spend any more money. We're going to reduce the deficit. Is that what I understand this bill is going to do for us? That and cure all known diseases. And feed the poor. <laughs> feed oh, the poor. Awesome. <laughs> all known diseases. That include monkeypox too? No. No, no, no. We, don't. we only have a vaccine. Is it that. known? If it's known, it's going to cure it. Yeah, so that's true. It is known. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, I know they do? They they realize that they're they're on the. Uh ending spending in government with money that we don't have and they just print more is what's causing inflation but they don't care because that's not their goal their goal is to destroy this country and make us all into a bunch of slaves you know that's just, rather, just minor things like that rather lofty ambition with what do you uh, justify destroy that country and turn us into slaves <laughs> <laughs> if, if the country's destroyed <laughs> what are we slaves who, to who, oh, no, 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 no. the country will be here it's our way, uh, way of government, our way of life. Everything will be destroyed because they're trying to initiate, you know, the, the new world order. I know that's conspiracy theory, right? Except if you listen to the World Economic Forum and the UN and their Agenda 2030, that's what their goal is, to get everybody out of fossil-fueled cars and trucks and put them in, I don't know what, electric vehicles that 
pollute the environment even more than fossil fuel vehicles because of how the materials are gathered and what it takes to produce those vehicles. But hey, all is going to be well and right with the world, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, well, that's what we think. <laughs> okay. Listen, I, I, think I mean, that's... The, my problem with this bill is that they haven't waited for the budget office to determine exactly what its impact will be. And, of course, it doesn't appear to me to be reasonable uh, to assume that the tax hike on corporations, the 15% minimum, isn't going to be passed on to consumers. You know, the Republicans, Democrats also argue when Ronald Reagan talked about trickle-down that it doesn't work. Well, they're right. It doesn't work, and trickle-down isn't going to work here. It's, they're going to charge the American consumer for their increase in taxes. It's just human nature. It's going to happen. And then they're yes. going to stand back and say, well, this was these greedy corporations. They could have absorbed all this, but they didn't. They passed it on. <laughs> Corporations aren't people. People pay taxes. Corporations don't. That's not that right. simple. Well, well, some corporations, corporations don't, don't pay taxes. <laughs> the largest the people of the large do. don't. No, no, no. Corporations don't pay taxes. I work the for a corporation. I know they pay the corporations, taxes. which are the shareholders, and the consumer pay the taxes. I work for but a corporation. But not out of their own they... pockets, Dan. They pay it out of the corporate pocket. Oh, okay, but where's that money come from? Comes from the customer. The customer with inflated costs pay all the taxes, right? I'm which are the that. people. But correct. You know, you know, here's the, what Mark and I were started to discuss. Okay, I, I think there's some serious flaws and serious problems with this bill. But what have the Republicans offered? There you I have, have it. no idea. Probably because <laughs> they have offered nothing and. And, and maybe because, I, I think they probably tried to get amendments, and I don't watch it real close. I just know what the end results are. You know, Ms. Tackler got up there and said she's a deciding vote. My question is, how on earth did they get this through without filibuster? Because it's they determined budget it was going to go through reconciliation. Right, budget reconciliation. Yeah, it is a parliamentarian budget ruled that it could go through that way, so that's the way they went. So, so which part of the budget is that? The one that's going to spend us into oblivion? Oh, that's right. <laughs> it's going to reduce the deficit by spending more money. I get it. Well, I mean, let, let's. what's good about it, what's bad about it? Uh, allowing Medicare to um, negotiate drug prices is not a bad thing, I don't think, if they can do it and, and save the American taxpayer money. Who knows money. that that's really what it will do? But you just can't tell. They all, what, what I'd like to know, here's the devil's in the details. Every time I've heard this reported over the weekend, I've heard them say some drug prices. So which drug prices <laughs> can't they negotiate and which ones can they negotiate? And why would the Republicans vote against keeping the cap, $35 cap or $30 cap, I forget which one it is, on insulin? I think they were just voting. Was that no. an amendment, Joe? Uh, no, that was in... Or was that in the overall bill? That was in the overall bill, keeping the cap. I think That's they why. an amendment to take it out. No, but the Republicans voted on an amendment to take it out. Only seven Republicans voted against the Republican amendment to take it out. Well, it, it, you know, it, because that probably shouldn't be part of this bill. You know, that's the problem with those them people down there. They put these huge bills together that do all kinds of things instead of passing clean bills. The same thing happened with the veterans thing the other week. They put all that crap in it, and then they could have a, a soundbite that, oh, the Republicans are uh, voting against uh, uh, veterans because yeah. they put all kinds of garbage in it. Well, I can't argue it's, that. It, they it's do. a constant thing. 
But if they were clean bills, I mean, they'd be they'd be introducing bills every day to do something. I can Good. understand having more than one Good. thing in a bill, but yeah, what three hundred billion that, dollars? That's their job. That's their job to govern. For climate uh, change fights, lowering the cost of prescription drugs, tax reform, uh, trying to overtax the people with the big corporations, hiring gazillion IRS workers so, to go after yeah, yeah. the people. Right. So how is all that related? It's not, other than the Democrats want it all, so they're going to throw it all in one big bill. And then when the Republicans say no, then it's, it would demonize, well, you don't want to save the environment. You don't want, you don't want to collect all this money. You don't want to make the, 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 the corporations pay their fair share, although I believe they are paying their fair share. You know, it, it's all, you know, accounting gimmicks that the Democrats and both Republicans, I won't say it's just the Democrats, the, you know, the, the elected class has put into the tax code so that these corporations and stuff don't pay any taxes. And now, but but it's evil corporations. Well, I don't then, I don't get it. Then look at uh, look at uh, Kirsten Cinema, who's held out her support of the bill until she got <laughs> left in uh, a benefit that only 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 affects hedge fund managers who are making billions of dollars anyway. So <laughs> you know, so the Democrats are just as equally guilty of hypocrisy on this issue as the Republicans. All right, oh, no, the, the Democrats are never hypocritical. There were. You know, that, that, that's what we hear all the time. I don't know if you read the Bloom paper at all, probably not, but a guy on so yesterday's paper put in a thing about the hypocrisy of the GOP. I'm thinking, really? Just the GOP is hip hypocritical. Yeah. Well, if you guy needs to wake up and look in the mirror. If you watch Morning Joe on MSNBC, I mean, that, that talking bobble-headed blonde he's married to uh, loves to just say, <laughs> come down on Republicans. Republicans, bad. They're horrible. Oh, they're they're greedy, terrible people. You know, she doesn't see anything is wrong. Is she with really it. blonde? Is she that yeah. bad? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, no, actual blonde. Is, is, is it pretty bad to have a blonde on TV? No, she's a very pretty lady. So. Oh. Okay. I just don't she may be smart, she's but I'll tell you what, she, she is blonde. Not she's smart, but not she's smart. Anybody that thinks the way she thinks is not smart. But, you know, not, not every Republican is bad. Not all parties are bad. And the Democrats can't seem to concede that the Republicans have some valid points about the spending that's going on. And the Republicans can't seem to concede that there are some things that can be addressed by, the, by legislation that benefit people in this country. You know, instead of working together, they're doing what they usually do, banging away at each other, looking for political. <laughs> advantage. It's a gotcha moment. All right. Thank yep. you so much, Stan. Thanks, Stan. All right. Have thank a good you, one. Man. You too. <laughs> no, Thanks. we're not going to. We're irritated. <laughs> thank you, Stan. All right. All right. That concludes the Angry Man segment. We will be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You can shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf.
new bumper music. Nice. Perhaps we should get to uh, E.B.'s letter since he is on this issue that our friend, the angry man, as you call him. Rob Sanders, our <laughs> fabulous producer. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. E.B. says before the weekly Democrat bashing begins, let's take a moment to reflect on last week. President Biden has an amazing seven days. Unemployment fell to 3.5%, which is a 50-year low. More than 500,000 new jobs were added in July. Trump, of course, lost more jobs during his administration than any other president in history, despite his lies to the contrary. I think the pandemic might have had something to do with that at the time. Well, he mismanaged it, and All that's right. what happened. All right. The terrorist leader, Zahari, was killed. The CHIPS Act and the PACT Act both passed. The inflation reduction deal went through. Gas prices hit a 50-day low. Wow. Pretty impressive stuff. And he did it all while having COVID. Trump had to be hospitalized when he had COVID, making him able to do even less work than normal. Conservatives love to claim that Biden is doing a bad job but clearly he's succeeding for the American people. Choke on that, Republicans. Well, yeah, E.B. is 100% right here. It was a very good week for the president and Chuck, no, Chuck Schumer right. and other folks that uh, got things done. In fact, one of the Republicans on the Sunday show has quipped that maybe he should stay in the basement all the time again because when he was in quarantine, he didn't leave the White House at all, although he did go to Rehoboth in time for the vote that took place yesterday. But, uh, yeah, it was a very good week, and E.B. fails to mention that also this has nothing to do with the president, but sort of in the Democrats' category is the big Kansas vote. The referendum on abortion shows that as Democrats often stand up for, abortion should be a personal medical right that has nothing to do with the U.S. government, or in that case, the state government. And don't, so, don't correct Biden with that. That's a heavily Republican state, and I think that shows okay. that Republicans are not all the lockstep monsters that people on MSNBC would have you believe. At the rank-and-file level, yes, 100% true. You're talking about the people of Kansas who, who are primarily Republicans who, right. who did that, yes. But this goes to show you, though, how Republicans in the national scene and at the state level, once they get in there and they do this uh, sort of the MAGA thing, well, we have to have no abortion at all whatsoever, no exceptions, no no time limits, no nothing. Like Mastriano. Well, he's one of them, but I think there's others nationwide. Clarence Thomas is one of them. I think if you just have people make their own private medical choices in their own privacy with their doctor. That's the way people want it, not the way the onerous GOP wants okay. it to be. Their so that's why this coincides with what EB is Their saying. own private medical decisions based on not inconvenience, not on the sex of the child, not on the fact that they didn't realize there were other options. You know, the health of the mother, um, rape, incest, those are all valid concerns. And if that was on the ballot, my vote would be yes, even though I'm a Catholic. I'm sorry, but I don't think that the, a woman should be forced to keep a child of rape or incest if she doesn't want to. And certainly the health of the mother should be the mother's decision. That's between her and her conscience, not between the government and her, in my opinion. All right, we got another letter from E.B. No, that's the same one. Oh. Did I open it two times? <laughs> yes, you did. But we have Dan on from New Berlin who wants to speak to us. Oh, okay. Uh, Dan, go right ahead. Hey, good morning. You know, good week. You know, I'm going to call it a good week when Biden takes care of the border issue, when my gasoline price is down to a dollar ninety-seven, like it was before he came in. And and they quit spending money on the 
on this new Green New Deal stuff that's not going to work. We, our power grid right now, except here in Pennsylvania, that at New York, Texas, with this heat, it was up to ma almost maximum, 97%. They were up to their capacity. So why would we think that putting up car charging places out along the main roads is a good thing when it's not we when it's not gonna work we are capacity on the grid on the power grid can handle it I don't see no good of last week whatsoever yeah the, the gas price come down but it, it isn't anywhere near where it was three years ago so what's good about it? Well, I think they have to get into the very specifics of it. Uh, so you're saying they want to put charging stations, like if you're driving along 80, I-80, there'd be yeah. a pull-off and you could uh, uh, charge up there. Yeah, what, good, what, what good's that going to do? When we can't, we don't have enough power now, barely. When we have a heat wave like this, like it has been this summer... Well, yeah, that well, seems pretty unusual. Randomly placed. But you know what? Yeah, well, that, what do you got? You don't know it can happen again. How are you going to charge all these, if they get what they want, all these cars? How are you going to charge them when the power grid now is up to almost full capacity of not, use? Not only that, Dan, but one of the provisions in this bill, and I, I may have the number wrong. I heard it quoted this morning. And I, it doesn't stick in my mind, but I think it's 78,000 new IRS agents or 48,000 new IRS agents just to start doing more audits on people. And one of the commentators said what we need is 78,000 new police officers, 78,000 new border guards. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that things we need 78,000 of before we need more IRS agents. Exactly, exactly, Joe. And what are they putting them in for? To harass people like me or you that are that you know instead of some some of the people that need to pay their fair share they're going to harass us and that's that's is this was a terrible week i think <laughs> and you wonder uh, you talked about uh, why not why we didn't do anything about obamacare well, it was bad to begin with, and before Obamacare, we were just as well off, or maybe better off, probably, than we were under Obamacare. So I, I would, my opinion is, let it alone. We were better off before Obamacare, and well, people's bills, yes. But bear in mind, though, that the government subsidies have made health care insurance available to people that didn't have it before. If they take those subsidies away and let the free market determine the cost of Obamacare, then you have a sinking ship. But as long as the government keeps those subsidies going, and that's one of the things in this bill, those subsidies are going to continue to be in place, and some people that couldn't afford health care otherwise will be able to get it. Maybe not the best plan, maybe not covering everything you need covered, but at least they have something. And the, the bad part with Obamacare was 
if you had enough income, you could afford a bad plan, the cheapest plan. You still didn't have great coverage. Right. Before Obamacare, I know people that were had no money, no they didn't own their own home. They had an old car, and if and I know I'll give one example. A person and they they were in that condition and they needed heart bypass. Well, they got it done, got it all, and it was all paid for through Medicaid, and and they also got time in a rehab because they didn't have family that could take could do that. They got great rehab paid for at a nursing home, but they. <laughs> They didn't like it in the nursing home, so they rehab pretty fast. Yeah, but the, anyway, uh, the it Democrats. Was all paid. Dan, the Democrats are saying that the new bill actually doesn't provide for more auditors. It is to help them speed up the processing of tax returns and so right. on. Say, I'm, yeah, I'm just like, telling, yeah, it could like be just partisan rhetoric, happen. but what they're saying is that it, one in five phone calls from the IRS uh, takes a day or more to answer. Uh, the refunds from paper returns is four to six, should be four to six weeks, but it's six months or more for others. There's unprocessed tax returns remaining from this year, and there's a paper return backlog of 1.3 million for this year. And so where are they going to find these 78,000 and how are they going to get them trained so quickly? Cannibalize WKOK and other workplaces. This is WKOK, son. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back. WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Present. Rob Center's a fabulous producer, taking good care of things on the other side of the glass, so we appreciate that. You can put them to work. Call 1-800-795-9565. We're talking about the $74 billion inflation reduction. It's so named inflation reduction. I just love these names. You know, they say it'll have some slight impact on inflation, maybe in the long run. Who knows about that? I, so many things are interconnected. It's hard to believe that it would actually do any of that. But in any event, more borrowing, more spending. More uh, free stuff. More Harris or Washington debacleization. Uh, our show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, the toll-free line, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. New York Times says the bill would be a major win for pipeline giants, thanks to Senator Joe Manchin getting an opportunity to complete a pipeline in his state. It would be a win for fighting climate change. It would have a nominal impact on inflation, perhaps in the long run uh, and other uh, let's see, tax increases over the long run. Let's see, uh, shrinking uh, let's see, never mind $260 billion in spending over 10 years is what they're estimating that it will actually add up to. So that's the New York Times. New York Times also one of our good callers uh, said they're going to be 
be auditing people at the regular level, but the IRS says no. The audits will for be for people who make $400,000 in more. It will expedite delayed processing. It will lead to more enforcement for wealthy tax cheats, modernized equipment, and the modern equipment will actually make it less likely that individuals who are tell in me, compliance uh, will be audited. Tell so, me how they're going to identify the wealthy tax cheats without harassing a lot of wealthy people who are not tax cheats. No, I think they probably will have to, that, they'll probably find it with more audits for people that are over 400000 Right, so they're just going to audit everybody, but whether some of them, no, not, or not. not you or oh, I. Well, your, your income's what, this stipend plus nothing else, right? You yes, have no less earned. than $400,000. <laughs> yeah, I would think. <laughs> yeah, your stipend here covers your gas, and that's about it. Although, that probably doesn't cover that anymore. All right, anyway, back to our show. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. If you're a conservative, you're going to call in outlining the problem. Please and mention your solution that you're going to propagate. If you're a Democrat, so outlining we can't the problem. Have, we can't call in unless we have a solution. We just can't call in to complain. If I could be permitted, if you're a Democrat and you're going to call in, you have the solution. You have to admit that you're a Democrat at the beginning. We want you to confess right up front. So... <laughs> Uh, that's that. All right, some very brief news headlines here. Then we'll go to the latest email. Uh, some parking in Sunbury will be restricted while paving takes place on South Center Street, Penn Street, Gas House Alley, Line Street, Greeno Street, Kramer Avenue, and Lincoln Street in Sunbury today. It's been about a month of new ta traffic patterns thanks to the CSVT, and something new has popped up in the borough of Northumberland. It's like a raceway. Even the cars are sparse. So I have spoken to uh, Chief Kreiner, and he is going to be setting up speed traps. You can't do that every day, all day. But there will be random times when we're going to be looking for speeders. Yeah, they had an accident last week where a car overturned on Duke Street, which is pretty rare. you got to be moving pretty good to do that. Mayor Daniel Burrard, the voice you just heard, says speeding is an issue, but he's tremendously happy for the less traffic volume and fewer truckers going through the community. Ted Deptula from PennDOT says they're pleased with the response as well. It said He said it did take a full week for GPS apps to update themselves about the C as CSVT. Uh, Northumberland County man is running for the 107th District State House Office being vacated by Kurt Mosser. Ryan Mock of Colt Township says he's running as a Democratic writing candidate, tells WKOK that voters deserve a choice. Grew up in Shemokin. Joanne Stair will be the Republican opponent on the ballot, but Mock is running a write-in campaign there. Democratic U.S. Senate candidate John Fetterman will hold his first public campaign rally since suffering a stroke in May. Fetterman's campaign says the lieutenant governor will appear in Erie August 12th, three months after being hospitalized and receiving a pacemaker after winning his primary race. In Blair County, the November election is drawing closer. Republican candidate for U.S. Senate Dr. Mamet Oz made a few stops in Blair and Huntington counties. He was at the Morrison Grove Dairy Show in Martinsburg and the Martinsburg Fire Company. Also over the weekend, Democrats had a confab in Center County. Mike Molosevich was one of the folks there with Josh Sapiro. And in Washington, D.C., Democrats hope the Inflation Reduction Act, ready for President Biden to sign by the end of the week. The Senate yesterday approved the mammoth economic package, despite strong objections from Republicans. CBS News correspondent Skylar Henry has more on what Democrats say the bill will accomplish. 
Democrats say the bill's green initiatives will provide tax credits to those who buy electric vehicles and for companies that make solar panels and wind turbines. They also argue it will reduce health care costs, especially for seniors, including allowing Medicare to negotiate lower prices on prescription drugs. President Biden urged the House to pass the economic bill as soon as possible, and Speaker Nancy Pelosi said her chamber would move swiftly to send the revised bill back to, or to the president's desk. And let's see, the Dallas Morning News is reporting that President Trump brought his views to CPAC in Dallas Saturday, warning that American civilization will collapse if he's not returned to power as soon as possible. The election, he said, quote, the election was rigged and stolen. Now our country is being systematically destroyed and everybody knows it. I ran twice and won twice, he declared at the CPAC conference. He says, quote, America is on the edge of an abyss and by and our movement is the only force on earth that can save it. Unquote. Welcome to Festivus. <laughs> the Aryan of the Grievances. Right. It's never ending. Yeah. It, it's funny. I, I watched some of his remarks. They carried them on C-SPAN. Very interesting. The president actually did talk about uh, very specific things in the 2020 election that were wrong and he mentioned very briefly Pennsylvania's laws that changed along the way and uh, he alluded to holdout counties that we still have in Pennsylvania because of some ballot uh, disputes related to signatures. So, um, but uh, I was glad to hear that. Of course, he's still talking about the 2020 election, right. but he had a wide range of specifics to talk about. So, uh, instead of just saying the election was stolen, he's saying that this the election was stolen. And <laughs> right, and here, here are the and exact, here are my other grievances. Here are the exact reasons. All right, so civilization will be destroyed if he's not returned to office as soon as possible. Right. Well, what is he suggesting? As soon as possible, he knows what that would be. It'd be 2024. It just That's says, it's, I don't know. That Joe Biden should be thrown out now and he should be put back in. Is that more of his... Oh, I think he probably thinks that would be <laughs> ideal. But okay. it's, it's not really doable. He'd have to become the vice president and then the president would have to resign, I guess. Or I guess we, well, we could impeach and convict Biden. There's no, no process by which a, a private citizen come, becomes president of the United States overnight. Well, it'd have to be, <laughs> have to be vice president. It'd have to be made vice president. Right. Or a member of the cabinet or... Well, no, then we have, we have to get Kamala out of the way. Yeah, well, I mean, there's... You know, that's the, you remember the TV show, The Designated Survivor? They always oh, have one absolutely. Person that yeah, great show. show. I'm, yeah. I'm sad they ended it. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. All right, Tom says, I see Stanley Oliver and Joe Hardy got hold of Mike's spiked Kool-Aid. What nonsense. Signed, Tom. Okay. Yeah, that was when Stan and EB were still uh, talking about their uh, topics. Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for bringing factual information to our show. Factual? Oh. Well, it's nice that uh, Biden's getting, uh, fulfilling all of Trump's promises now. <laughs> Increasing <laughs> border security. The drug passed the, the, the negotiation for the drugs uh, by Social Security passed, which uh, Trump said he was for, but never did too much about. Chris, could, uh, Chris, Chris, could I ask you a question? I know you're informed on these things. But I heard them say a number of times that they they could negotiate the price of some drugs. Is there a caveat in there limiting what they can negotiate? Uh, I think it might not be. There might be there's a difference between new and old drugs. I'm not positive of that, though. I heard a little bit about it today, but not 
enough to get a firm grasp of it. No, you got more than I did. Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. And yeah, as well, and by Trump uh, promised an infrastructure bill forever, and Biden got that done, and he did this drug thing now. But uh, Dan and uh, Dan are both have things backwards uh, a little bit, I think, on the vets bill. There was no junk. I think the vets bill was a single, a single issue bill. Yes, the only was thing a... that was in it was about the vets. Right. It was and, relatively uh, inexpensive. file stuff. And the objection by the Republicans was uh, what happened to the money that was on the fence issue that was so important, important to them twice in both houses, once in both houses, and then very important in the Senate that they had to vote it down, and then the next day it didn't matter at all. So who knows what was going on there, but that, that's pretty much it on that. And, and Dan, the, the IRS, as you say, it's for going after richer people and corporations, I believe, for the most part, there, besides giving better service, maybe, with more agents, uh, people available for uh, whatever the phone jobs are, stuff that might be included in that too. And they are, and it was the Republicans who precisely changed. It was during the Trump administration, I believe, where they tilted the the audit towards the lower classes because they wanted to go after people who were cheating on the. On, on perhaps on the on the refund poor people's refund the negative tax thing and and that would include people like Dan not that he's lower income or he's getting a negative income tax but it was people in that uh, income category less than the lower, lower ones from the so because they didn't want their rich friends I guess being audited or themselves. So, and the, the, they also worked at whittling down the size of the IRS, which was part of the problem, too, because they wanted less auditing done. Well, and the, the uh, IRS commissioner talks about adding more modernization technology that would accept returns and expedite them. And within yeah, they that, that, just like the, 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 vets, the Veterans uh, Agency did, where they can't seem to get all their older files uh, on computers and and have their uh, computers working uh, at a modern day level yeah well we'll That's see the president's going to sign it so we'll see how much difference that actually makes yes we will well uh, some of that's going to be very slow in coming what about the uh, uh, some of it will be quick but a lot of it's going to be very slow in coming because you got to do all the hiring you got to do that and this, and I think some of the drug stuff, even there's a, uh, there might not take effect for a couple years by the time because of everything they have to do. Any, so, have you gotten an indication what the impact will be on the deficit? How much this will cost? Well, they say not. They say it'll uh, maybe be a very small increase in the short run, and in the long run, a decrease. What's the long but, you run? Know, the Republicans, the deficit stuff. Republicans all get always get upset about the deficit when the Democrats are in. But what they did with their tax bill and everything, 
that, that, that increased the deficit. Everything is, I mean, the deficit shut up under, under Trump. And I, you didn't hear any Republicans voting against it or bringing up the issue. And then the Democrats get in, in power, and all of a sudden, the deficit is the only thing in the world that matters. <laughs> you know? Okay. Well, we have another call coming in. You have anything else, Chris? Okay. Well, have fun. Well, thanks, thanks for thanks, bringing Chris. facts to the argument. It's always appreciated. Thank you, sir. Good to hear from you, sir. Take care. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. We're in a post, as they say, in the radio business, a pivot point. A pivot point? Yes. So uh, we're talking about the Deficit Reduction Act. We talked one sense about it last Thursday, and that's that uh, Chief, not Chief Justice, Justice Clarence Thomas of the U.S. Supreme Court, not going to teach one of the law classes anymore at George Washington University, bowing to public pressure. He has suddenly made himself unavailable. So uh, we talked a tiny bit about that. We can explore that uh, further. Uh, we have one email that relates to, oh, this is a skeptic uh, like me about the jobs numbers on Friday. Well, this listener says uh, the 500,000 jobs created Friday. He says something fishy about this whole job numbers report. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate that. And he sent us a link that relates to folks that are questioning that. We do have two texts that relate to our topic, which is the big inflation spending bill that was passed yesterday in the uh, Senate and needs House tweaking today before it can go to the president uh, who's enjoying time in Rehoboth Beach, although I think he's hitting the road today. I believe he's going to Kentucky today. So, all right, what's your view on these topics? You buy it? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. right-hand corner and then the phones. Okay. Um, the weak Republicans voted against the inflation reduction bill. They're against pre-K, family leave, cap on insulin, and 800,000 new IRS employees. 800,000? No, oh, I don't, I think, don't think so. I think it's 47. <laughs> That's what I thought. And then OEB, Biden was in hiding and not involved. If you consider destruction of America good, then Biden is your man. Pathetic. <laughs> There's that pathetic. I love that. All right. Uh, Dennis, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I find it amazing in America that people have such short memories. Do you remember the Recovery Act of 2009? They, they appropriated, what was it, $819 billion from Mr. Obama for infrastructure. What was done with that money? Everything but infrastructure. Was that part of the I mean, bailout of the, uh, for the banks and so on? 
Well, it was the so-called Recovery Act. It was called uh, the, you know, the stimulate the, the economy. Post, post-economic yeah, post. collapse. Yeah. Okay. And but the infrastructure hardly was touched. Remember the, the sprays, social, uh, not social, but um, shovel, shovel-ready shovel jobs. Shovel-ready jobs, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, most of that didn't happen. They were studying fish in California and pig flatulence in Brazil. And, I mean, it was just outrageous what that money was spent on. So along comes Trump. He did talk about it, but he was fighting his own rhinos right down the line there who were dragging their feet. But the thing, when we talk about, you know, well, they gave Obamacare and Republicans didn't counter. Mr. Trump won it all the way along is to take it back to the free market with some more regulations on the free market. Now, if you do remember the, the famous vote that they almost did away with Obamacare when Mr. McCain walked down the aisle very dramatically and went thumbs down and voted it down. And, I mean, you know, they did work to do something there and try to resolve it, but, you know, he got no help. And, of course, McCain disdained Trump, so that was all personal. But, you know, Obamacare didn't, it helped some people. But they've already proven their rates are up like 120% since this was instituted. And well, people like me who had plans, I went to having, you know, like they'd pay like 50-50. You paid 50, they paid 50 with one of the famous health care plans. It went up to, I had $7,000 the first year deductible. I mean, it was outrageous. Well, now, had independent. What, I'm sorry. What was the rate of increase of health care prior to Obamacare? I'm not, uh, first of all, let me just say this. This question has nothing to do, I'm not disputing what you say that Obamacare right. costs us more because I think we have bipartisan studies that say Obama costs more than if we had done nothing. But yes. what was the rate of increase of uh, health care prior to Obamacare and what was the rate afterward? Because I remember, well, you know, health care kept yeah, going right. up. In fact, this was supposed to help solve that, and obviously that didn't Exactly, happen. and that's why Trump's talking to his people at the time is to put it back in the free market with some more regulations, like have the interstate, which Obamacare took away initially. You couldn't go interstate. I couldn't go to Ohio and buy insurance, you know, but... Right, but he didn't, have a, he didn't have a comprehensive. He didn't have a comprehensive solution. He just had a repeal in mind. Yeah, he repealed, but he also they were working on it. But he had troubles with Paul Ryan, you know, who was Speaker of the House at the time, and the Rhinos were giving a hard time right down the line. <laughs> the but rhinos. if you look at how many people, like independent contractors, if you read out like in Wyoming and those places, people a family of four would be $10,000 a month under Obamacare because they were independent contractors. I mean, that's 100000 plus a year of, you know, insurance. So, so many people that were viable were taken off, but they never tell you those numbers. They always want to tell you how many people we helped. And really, yes, I know it helped some, but it still was one of those things. I, I think it's a, a sort of a trap by saying the Republicans need to give something Yes, we need to replace Obamacare, but go back to the free market. I mean, that's just my opinion, but maybe some regulation. But th so. that, that's a good point. You know, you're right. There were some common sense things that could have been done before Obamacare was passed, like making right. uh, trans uh, health care transportable, adding, um, you know, what, 26-year-old or 24-year-old kids to the plan. Uh, yeah. There, there were some common sense things. Oh, and pre-existing pre conditions. They could have done those things without the Obamacare. 
their bill, bill, and then you know see if they needed subsidies to help some people get in, get insurance. But they didn't do that. They went for a complete overhaul of the system that now is Just draining repeal, the economy. Not overhaul, repeal. No, it's draining the economy. Now, I'm not talking about Republicans. I'm talking about the Democrats and mm. Obamacare. It was an right. overhaul of the system, and it really today, if it weren't for the subsidies, it wouldn't. It would collapse. But don't you think it also was a governmental grab to take over a free market system? The government should not be in charge of our health care system. And I mean, that's the way I look at it, is they took over a free market. It'd be like them buying the Heinz Company. You know, the government owns Heinz products. I mean, They're in charge of ketchup. No, I don't want the government making yeah. my ketchup and pickles. Well, <laughs> I mean, but this is how, really, when you look at it, the government should have never grabbed health care, but we allowed it to happen. So... Well, if, if, you consider, if you consider health care a basic human right that we should be guaranteeing people, under that philosophy, they have every right to do it. But I, I question whether or not that's a function of government. Well, again, it, it, you know, the concept is there, and I believe that wholeheartedly. If you look back through the ages with health care and the Catholic institutions that have done so much good over the years with orphanages and running hospitals, at free will, which can't be done anymore. I mean, we do have, um, you know, St. Jude's down there run by the Masons now who give all free health care. So it can be done without the government involvement. Yeah, but anyway. that re relies on a massive amounts of public donations, which may or may not, which would never appear uh, no. to, to help run all health care. Not in today's market. I mean, I just had a little procedure done in March. They took a little spot off my eyelid, right? And it was 10 minutes as in and out. It was basically nothing. $3,555 later. You know, it's this is the, the part. Obamacare didn't help that kind of outrageous prices that they charge. You know, that's not regulated at all. So. All right. We got anyway. you. Thank you so much, yep. Dennis. Thanks for calling in. 1-800-795-9565. Right. Last call for comments related to the Inflation Reduction Act. What do, do they have, like... Uh, a committee in the basement that says, what, what's one minor thing this bill will do? We'll come up with the, like, the, the actual slightest thing that this will do, but be very popular. I mean, they might as well call it the Free Ice Cream for Everybody Act. <laughs> then everybody can approve it. Don't give them any ideas, for heaven's sake. That, that'll be <laughs> the next give them bill ideas. to That's pass funny. the legislature. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you if you want to weigh in on this topic. If not, we're going to move on. We have one text related to this. We'll read that, then we'll be taking the break. When we come back, Justice Clarence Thomas backing out of a college course where he was uh, scheduled to continue teaching that, but he said absolutely no way. Uh, and so we'll talk about that uh, shortly. Joe, lower right-hand corner, then right. the break. The deficit will go up and may go down five to ten years out. Why should we believe them? Why? That usual claim by all politicians, savings are in the future. Yeah, show us something today. What, what have you got for today to make life better? Mm -hmm. You know, Americans are dealing with inflation. They're not, the Democrats aren't mentioning it. What, a 40-year high? Uh, an astounding high. Anybody who goes to the grocery store, anybody who goes to the gas pump, they're saying, well, he's lower gas prices, 50 cents a gallon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they're up a dollar twenty-five or dollar thirty from where they were when he took office. You're a pessimist, Joe. You should be happy the gas prices are down. 
Well, you should be happy. You know, I got a scrounge to get my 10 cents off at the grocery store. <laughs> scrounge. All right. Well, that would, you've been scrounging your whole life just as for former recreation. 1-800-795-9565. What does that mean? Well, just you've been trying to, to get more out of a dime since you were born. Okay. <laughs> you negotiated with your first bottle from your mother. <laughs> she, said, she said, I'm going to give you a bottle. And you said, no, do please. One of my favorite lines from George Costanza's father on Seinfeld is a scene where his son is being insulted. And he says, what the hell does that mean? So what the hell does that mean? All right, 1-800-795-9565. Get me out of here, Percy. Get me out of here, Percy, a, a reference to Leonard's Loser program that started in the late 1950s and continued until 1994 and was carried on WKOK prior to the Penn State games, oh, Leonard's Loser. Leonard's Loser and I walk away, Alabama. Yep, that's it, <laughs> Southern style. And yep. Believe it or don't, the show still exists. Somebody else is doing it. But, Another uh, Leonard? Oh, no. Uh, there's no indication that Leonard has, has passed on yet. He just retired. Well, he started in 1958. The odds are that he's still alive are pretty good. I was I was born in 58, so... He that, didn't start so, as a child. No, I was just going to say, let's <laughs> suppose he started when he was 30. He'd be 90 or so now. Well, then he'd probably sound like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which is how you sound sometimes. Right, Dobbs, every day. Solyndra 2.0 and all the shovel-ready jobs are forthcoming. <laughs> all right. You, point. you watch this, skeptics. This is not going to be as bad as you think. It's going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I get, I open the door for you and you walk in. Okay, there you have it. Well, I I think there's some well-intentioned parts of this bill, you know, and, mm -hmm. and but they they haven't addressed the border issue. I mean, they want to ignore that. They haven't. <laughs> What, we're not allowed to talk about no, that? No, not the border issue. Okay. We shouldn't well, they haven't that. addressed it. They have other problems that are sitting no, here. No, 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 there's no other problems. In front of them that they aren't dealing with. And granted that there are some positive, I think there's some positive things in this bill. I, as a Republican, if I were in the Senate, I would have had a hard time voting against it, all of it. You know, if it could have been separated again, as I think our caller Stan, as you call him, the angry man, said, if we had clean bills, if we took this in parts mm -hmm. and said, okay, can we all agree that this gets into the bill? You know, and so we just passed the bill that everybody can agree on those things, or at least the majority of people can agree on. But here what we have is partisan in, partisanship in its rarest, well, not rarest, unfortunately, in its <laughs> most common form. Right. Its most common form. We, we, we are not trying to solve a problem. We're trying to beat the other side over the head for political gain, as we do every single day in this country. And it hasn't gotten any better. It's just getting worse. Well, and I think that it's funny because there, it seemed as almost there was an air of compromise starting to develop. But it couldn't develop for this. So the president needs a win. He's, his ratings are low. He still has a terrible messaging issue. You know, he's had about 20 wins over the past two years, but all anybody ever does is focus on his losses. And that's, I mean, that may be our fault for overlooking them, but I think it's his fault. He's not out there well, telling us more about them. Uh, or maybe we're just ignoring the message. You know, maybe I, I'm so skeptical I just don't hear it. But, you know, I, here's the thing. I, I, I don't think want we, the president to fail. I don't care what party he's in. Right. I don't gain anything as a citizen of this country by having the president fail. I don't get any particular joy in saying, I can go to the polls and vote these scoundrels out. 
I want the scoundrels to succeed. Well, and just the fact that uh, you and I view them as scoundrels, that's a terrible situation that our politicians in Washington have created. I think we have responded to their vitriol, and this goes back decades. This has nothing to do with our, specifically our current leaders. I think like Senator Toomey and uh, Senator Specter might be among the people who occasionally tried to drop the rhetoric. Now, they certainly were good at it when the time came, but I think they're, and Chris Carney might be in that category too, tried to maybe change the tone a little bit. But this goes back to even before President Reagan, you know, where if you were on the side of President Carter, you were scum and you know, just you're just not worthy of even conversation and everything's gone from that. And then we just take out one word, like we'll say that the, the new bill, the IRS is going to be uh, what do you say? Uh, auditing more Uber drivers. That's what uh, <laughs> Senator Graham said over the weekend. Uber drivers beware because this bill is going to target you. Well, that is just a Republican talking point that technically isn't true, but you know, if you if you increase the mechanization of this, you're going to catch more people that are not paying their taxes. So maybe in some strange way that you know that might actually end up being true. But in any event, it's just a Republican talking point. For some strange reason, you brought up last week when one of our U.S. congressmen brought in a set of Republican talking points, and it was so strange. It was on a gold embossed three by eight card with talking points about how good the Republicans, how bad the Democrats were, and they, they just spout them out whenever they get an open microphone. And, you know, all of them are potentially true in one sense or another. So anyway, we, we just have this terrible division, and you and I participate in that. Maybe we're part of the problem, too, because we're just... Uh, how you know, so? At, well, we, we, you want, this show's terribly divided and negative, and I don't think we're getting anything done. Obviously, nothing has happened. But it's not our job to solve the nation's problems. Our job is to delineate those problems and put them out so that the public can consider whether or not they're as serious as we might say they are or aren't. Well, I think our job is to be a bigger person and decide no, you know, no, is no. vitriol and division helping the country. If it turns out that uh, negative and strong and emotional one-word viewpoints that uh, put the other side down is the best way to run the country, well, then you and I, hey, we're in. We got it. We even have an angry man segment at the beginning of the show where we <laughs> try to contribute to this. It's not the best way to run the country, but it's not our responsibility to run the country. Our responsibility as broadcasters is to point out to the American public things they should consider. Hopefully we do it, as on this show we try to, by presenting both sides. You say you're a poor moderate or poor liberal. Poor, poor liberal. I'm a poor conservative. I don't I don't follow <laughs> the conservative orthodoxy all the way down the line. I yeah, don't you believe, hardly ever call the Democrats dirt balls. I don't believe the Democrat. I don't believe the election radical was stolen from Donald Trump. You know, I you don't, don't use the phrase radical left. Well, I you know some of my friends I'll say libtards. I think that's a terrible oh, word. That, that's where it's gross. Yeah, it is. You know, and it, it's demeaning to the people who have a legitimate point of view. Liberalism is a legitimate political and position. It's particularly insulting to individuals who may have some retardation. But I've heard people use that term. Uh, no, people no, who no. are conservative friends of mine use that term. I'll dump you if you use that on this show. Oh, you will? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I did use it, but I was using it to explain a position, yeah, not to right. call somebody a name. I got you. Will you accept that, or will you beat me on that one? No, I, I, we're talking about that. But I just, but that, that is, yeah. 
perfect example. It's a disgusting word to describe uh, a, a legitimate political point of view. Right, and, and but at the same time throw in a disparaging remark about somebody's intellectual abilities. It's, uh, yeah, it's as bad the as The implication being that if you are a liberal, you are inherently, in some way, mentally incapacitated. Right. So maybe we could call it a con-tard, which would be a conservative. How about if we just <laughs> drop tard, Joe? I think that's the offensive part. I don't think Retarded is a legitimate word, too, Mark, whether it's Retarded, well, but that's not used in the human service field anymore. Well, I'm not talking human service. I'm talking about stopping something. We retard its progress. Okay. Is that acceptable? Yes, I'm going to retard so your progress. So you're like every here. other liberal. You want to change all the words. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> all right. You're one of the radical left. Yes, you are. All right. The, what, what, tell me about Clarence Thompson. What's cooking with him? Oh, I don't know Clarence Thompson. I know Clarence Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, thank you. That's <laughs> twice I did that. This is an interesting opinion piece. It was written by uh, Ilya Shapiro on free speech. He says, when Justice Clarence Thomas recently withdrew from the class he'd been teaching at the George Washington University Law School, it was the latest example of the poisonous atmosphere in academia that makes it impossible to have a free exchange of ideas. George Washington administrators had admirably stood up to the mob demanding that he be canceled for his vote to overturn Roe v. Wade, citing academic freedom guidelines that don't shield students from, quote, ideas and opinions they find unwelcome, disagreeable, or even deeply offensive, unquote. Still, the justice presumably figured it wasn't worth the aggravation and heightened security that appearing on campus would require. It's a shame that Thomas felt, Thomas felt the need to withdraw and a stark concentration to the announcement that the newly retired Justice Stephen Breyer would be teaching a class at Harvard this fall. That's a shameless double standard that university officials are allowing to spread free speech for me, but not for thee. Well, the university allowed him. He quit. He's a, you know, he quit. He's a quitter. But but he quit because of the protest about him on campus. Right, because he had a little bit of pushback. What is it, 1,500? A little bit of pushback. Yeah, there was, was more than a little bit of pushback. How many people signed the petition? It doesn't say in this number. Right, this last, I, I heard a number last week. It was 15,000. University students signed the petition? No, no, it, would, it, would, it, would, it couldn't be university students and faculty because there aren't enough of them. It would have to be others. It would have to be people. But regardless, that's a tiny sliver of the country. A few people protest and, and all of a sudden he quits? Well, I'll give George Washington administrators the, the cred they deserve for standing up to the mob demanding he be canceled. Right, they didn't fire him. But yeah, the Clarence university's in the right here. Well, plus, uh, there's a slight difference between protesting what he's doing and protesting when, uh, you know, in a, a quote-unquote offensive uh, speaker is coming to campus. He's instructing constitutional law, and he has a viewpoint that is uh, quite unusual. You know, the idea that, the, you know, that Roe v. Wade is, had to be overturned and that same-sex marriage is wrong and contraception is wrong for people, or uh, he supported the insurrection. So do you, and, and again, those are valid viewpoints, don't get me wrong, but do you want him instructing constitutional. Remember, he's the instructor. He's a full-time staff, not, I'm sorry, a part-time staff person. Oh, so in person. other words, we require orthodoxy in our teaching. No, no. It's okay for somebody saying. on the left to come in and indoctrinate people with their views, but not somebody on the right. Well, the, I'm asking the question, do you want somebody with extreme views being the instructor? Why, why do you call his views extreme? Well, I think he's ultra-conservative. So that, that's extreme. That's his, that's his own. Ultra-liberal's okay, but ultra-conservative, ultra that's extreme. Well, yeah, by definition. So ultra-liberalism isn't? 
No, it is. I think that would be true. And what, so should we throw Stephen Breyer out of Harvard? I don't think he's ultra-liberal. Yes, <laughs> I just he think is. he leans left. <laughs> so, but Clarence Thomas, because you disagree with him, he's ultra-conservative, ultra but Breyer, he's, he's pretty so, moderate guy. Okay, well, let's suppose Justice Breyer was teaching the course, uh, instruct, constant, oh, that, this is an okay example, and the more I think about it, do you want him teaching constitutional law? Remember, this is the minds of mush that absorb all of this, what, what is fed to them is, is part of how they graduate, how they come out. This is what you produce. Do you want an ultra-liberal or an ultra-conservative teaching the class? Why don't you just have a middle-of-the-road instructor and maybe have a guest speaker? Do you remember Professor Kingsfield and Paper Chase? <laughs> yes. He said, you come in here with a mind full of mush. Oh, is that right? If I do my job, okay. you leave here thinking like a lawyer. So I think what we want these people to teach our young attorneys is how to think like a lawyer, how to reasonably dissect opinions and commentary and facts and assemble them in a meaningful and logical way to support their argument, mm -hmm. whether their argument's on the left or the right is a matter of personal choice. But teaching them to think and think for themselves is paramount as far as I'm concerned. And to do that, you have to expose them right. to both sides of the spectrum, not just one side of it. Right. And unfortunately today, if you're not a liberal on a college campus, you're canceled. The mob howls for your removal. Well, he removal. didn't get canceled. He quit, Joe. He, you seem to think he got they canceled. Were howling, he quit. They were howling He's for a his quitter. They were howling for his <laughs> removal, Lawrence. Well, right. Attention. That is true. Yeah, there is a tiny sliver of the population so, that didn't want him there. Let's There's say no a thousand there. people stood out here in the parking lot and said, uh, to hell with Mark Lawrence. We don't mm -hmm. want him on this show anymore. I wouldn't quit under would any circumstances. Would you cross that parking lot? Would sure. You, would you walk in the door here, right? I, I drive through the cornfield and come around the back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 unfair that people today don't want to hear opposing views, and it's frightening to me that well, young I think attorneys, that's an okay young point. college students, don't want to hear both sides of an issue. Right, you're pointing out one minor problem that exists. What is that's a greater a major pro problem? What is a major problem is that Justice Thomas quit. Okay, he faced a little bit of opposition, and out the door he went. And remember, <laughs> it's. He's instructing law here. He teaches the whole course. Now, there, he may have guest speakers or another instructor. I, I don't really remember all well, the specifics. you're focusing on that. You're focusing right. on the fact that he walked yeah, away from it. Right. I'm focusing on the fact that there was a the, howl of protest that, uh, that uh, wanted him thrown off the campus because of the way he voted and the way he argued for a particular position. Well, and my, my viewpoint is being a quitter is far worse than just having some people who don't want you to teach conservative viewpoints. But let me ask you this. You complain all the time, or you and your ilk complain. Ilk. Oh, yes. I love that when we start out with my ilk, I know it's going somewhere. <laughs> well, about all these colleges are ultra-liberal now, right? And the teachers are teaching wokeism and genderism and uh, sexism. And Personal pronouns. Right, exactly. Yeah, this is ultra-woke and politically correct, right? You hate that. Here's a professor that's ultra-conservative and um, is you now you want the other extreme doing the do teaching. I think he should have walked away no I'll concede your point I don't think he should have walked away I think he would have made a better point by sticking it out but if his classes were disrupted by this woke mob who wanted him off campus you think they would have left oh you mean in the future if, well. he, if he hadn't stepped aside do you think that would have been the end of it you think the woke <laughs> mob wouldn't have hounded him in his, as he came on campus hounded him in his classrooms mm, I don't know it's hard to say I mean you, you the, the way things have gone lately, it could have A, gone away, 
B, got worse. C, they would have disrupted the classes. Or D, prevented them from having the classes. I think through B, some C, thing. and D are your most likely oh, okay, you think. Right. options here. I like A. Now, I know you do, but that's not what's likely to happen. <laughs> In your view. In All everybody's right. view with common sense. No, not my view. Oh, I see that. I, I got car proviso in there with common. You know sense. I have common sense. I've been working for you for fifty years. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine. Believe me when I tell you, right? your sense isn't common. <laughs> All right, we have one call coming in. One waiter waiting. That will be the end of the show. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark, our show sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. We appreciate everybody sending in their notes. Uh, one of our listeners says, Mark, it's a little bit hard to work with people who call you racist, misogynist, anti-Semitic, white supremacist, no matter what you do. Yeah, name-calling. Only Democrats do that. All right. Uh, Lance. Lance, going once. Going twice. Call back, Lance. Call back. Sounds like uh, Lance is in the middle of a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> I think he went in the chicken house. Those are the fans <laughs> running in there. Al, you're on the mark. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You're I welcome. I think what we got going on is moral decay in this country. Aha, uh -huh. uh, moral decay. Or moral moral decay. decay. I mean, you're, you're being told things that you know aren't true. Um, and the morality is just kind of going out the window. And I don't know who you want to blame or how, anybody you want to blame, but you know, morality is a thing that can be taught. And it's time I think we start teaching morality again. I mean, there's many different views of morality, um, and a lot of them are good and truthful and kind, but they aren't being taught. I mean, you can see it in society. Well, yeah, this is bigger than government. This <laughs> yeah. is the whole nation. This is everybody. Yeah, I, I you know, yeah. what you're talking about is utopian, I think. I, I think there's always going to be human conflict. There are always going to be disagreements. Whether how we handle them is what's important, and we handle them today with a marked lack of civility. Yes, we do, because there's, there's no... Uh, real truth that you can turn to and if if you try and turn to the the holy bible people say you're you know beating them over the head with the bible but i would take the bible as you know I, and i shouldn't say this as a christian but if you just took the bible as a moral compass um it would and especially the new testament um 
when the great prophet came. And, and if you took that, uh, just the New Testament and what they wrote in the New Testament and use that as a moral compass, I don't think he'd really go that far. What if we use the Old Testament uh, as a moral compass and we stone homosexuals and we <laughs> cast people into the fiery pit? Well, that's why I said, because a lot of people bring that up. Uh, and let's just, you know, you can pick your books. You can pick your books and, and pull well, your Judy, morality out of there. And you, you use the word. Thou shalt not kill. Thou <laughs> shalt love your brother. Yes, we don't vote uh, people out of office. We sacrifice them. down <laughs> for, the, for another. And, and this country has done all that. Um, and if we get away from it, we're not going to have much of a country. Well, I think they're, they're Morality is the key. The key. Morality is the key, but I don't know that morality inspired by only one book is the key. I mean, there is a lot of morality being taught in various religions around well, the world. Well, if you read the whole Bible, you probably went, and that way you interpret it, you probably went and interpret the Old Testament's uh, punishments as bad because there was a time where they said, okay, knock this off, I don't want the, you know... I don't want an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Yeah, just stick that with was a new... merciful. That was a merciful thing. When yeah, they just said, stick with the eye, eye for the eye, eye and a tooth for a tooth. Let the tooth that, alone. That right. was kind of merciful. <laughs> stick with the Gospels and the Paul letters and you'll be good. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks right. for calling in. Thank you. Take care, Al. <laughs> and if you, if you can't do the Paul's letters, just do the Gospels. <laughs> and if you can't do all the Gospels, do Luke. Well, you know, the Nazis rewrote the Sermon on the Mount. They didn't want any of this meek inheriting the earth thing. You can't do that. Just do Luke 12. This is WKOK Sunbury.